Welcome to the Imbibe Live Conversations podcast with Amy Parker and Cheryl Dunn. By tuning in, you are joining a community that will inspire you to increase balance, wellness, and joy in your life. We will offer expert information and insightful conversations to help us all on our journey to live more in vibe. For more information and articles, remember to also check out our website at imbibelife.com. That's E-N-V-I-B-E-L-I-F-E.com. We're grateful that you are here. Hi, this is Amy and Cheryl. Welcome to M5 Live Conversations. And today, Amy and I are coming back from Christmas break and, and from being sick and, yeah. you know, just yeah, we've had a lot going on. Mm-hmm. So the break was nice. <clears throat> the break was good. I enjoyed my Christmas break. We um we worked really hard this year. Last year we didn't do this, but this year, last year we kind of worked through the Christmas and New Year. We had mm-hmm. podcasts coming out those weeks. We recorded them in advance of those. And I don't know. I, we still both have kids in school where those two weeks are like the yeah. holiday because your kids are off the school. We recorded them before the holiday last year, but then we still had to do all the production and everything that comes with getting them published, even over being away on Christmas holiday. And this year, we decided to take those two weeks off so that we could fully spend the time with our families, and I'm glad we did. Yeah, yeah. I I don't have exactly that same experience because I have my other job. Right. And so I didn't take the two weeks off. But I worked through and, but I didn't feel overwhelmed because even though I'm still working at my other job, the load is lighter. Mm -hmm. The energy is lighter. So that's always a nice place to be versus a hectic year. Because I've had years in the past where you just feel like I don't have anything done. I I haven't bought any presents. We're celebrating tomorrow. I've had that. And this was the first year that literally I had like presents bought and stuff at least a week before Christmas. I know that doesn't sound very like in advance for some people, but I'm definitely the December 23rd because we celebrate on the 24th (laughs) shopping person. Um, But this year I had it done and one person made a really good observation. He was like, well, your kids are older. Mm -hmm. Your kids are older. You can get those things done. I was like, oh, I just thought I was getting more efficient. (laughs) Well, that's probably most. You've learned. Yeah. And, um... You know, one of the things that brings up to me is we've talked a little bit about the importance of saying it's okay not to do some things. Yeah. Or saying no. Yeah. Or like we've talked about before in past podcasts and episodes, setting boundaries, even for yourself, can be really important. It's so important. Um, and it's interesting because you don't, uh, well, being a recovering addict of I've got to keep myself busy mm-hmm. kind of person like I still struggle with um, maybe the guilt that comes when you're not like pounding the pavement going crazy getting everything done you know I try and not have that feeling too much but I recently had a birthday and I did have the whole day off like you know it was just I mean we recorded a podcast but sometimes right. that doesn't feel like work so I was like oh the whole day was and we did it virtually <laughs> did because it virtually I was still too. leaving my COVID mm-hmm. restrictions, which mm-hmm. hey, yeah, 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 I'm out of now. But yeah. But all day I felt so 
Good. I didn't have anything planned. I mean, like there was nothing exciting going on for my birthday, but I felt so good because I didn't carry any ounce of guilt that I wasn't getting something work-wise I needed to get done. Like I didn't carry that whole day and I was like, it's amazing how much of that guilt I carry all day or every day about what am I getting done because I'm not setting up a clearer boundary of well, what know, I can handle. I think a lot of people, um, and again, I say this as someone who I think used to think more like this or feel more like this, and you and I have talked to a lot of people on the podcast now about this and similar topics, that a lot of people really get a lot of worth or value out of how busy they are. Oh, of course. And it's not even... Um, I don't think anyone goes into their day or week thinking, oh, I'm so scheduled, I must be worthy, or I'm so unscheduled, I must not be worthy. But I think it's like a programming. It's a program. That's within us that, oh, if, if I'm um, scheduled to the hilt, it must mean I have a lot going on in my life. A lot of people need me. A lot of people value me. I am therefore valuable. I am worthy. I'm all of those things. And I think we get really trapped in that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying... There's no good or bad or right or wrong in all of this, but I, I think it really at some point will catch up to you and oh, deplete always. you. Deplete and I've seen that. Say. I've known, you know, now that I'm in my 50s, let's yeah. say, and, you know, just a couple people close to me, I've kind of seen it happen to mm-hmm. where going along and I thrive on this and I don't like to sit still and all of those things. And then it's like they become energetically frazzled. Yeah. Just absolutely hit a wall and it'll come out, you know, in terms of anxiety or um, physical, illness physical illness or um, physical pain, uh-huh. maybe back pain or, you know, different things like that. As I'm talking, I'm having to set boundaries with Fifi, the French bulldog. If you can see her on the video, we had to let her in here with us during it's this not recording. Me right? Yes, and she's a snorter. Um, we had to let her in here with us while we were recording because I'm the only one in the house right now. So Noah and she would be barking like crazy if I didn't have her because she's a little bit naughty. But she was also just trying to eat our podcast equipment. So. <laughs> Check her out. Pop on the video because she's up in the lap, my lap, recording with us now. She she needs to learn boundaries. She needs. I have a French bulldog also named Stella, and Stella has no boundaries. Stella is like a calm angel compared to Phoebe. Stella is like we call her the Velociraptor, and she runs through the house. And you could be laying on the couch, relaxed, watching a movie, and all of a sudden, it's like a cinder block just attacked you. That's so funny. Okay, so her alter ego is a velociraptor. For Fifi's, I'm starting to call her alter ego Psycho Bunny. <laughs> yes. Because when they hop or when they run, they hop. And that's what she does really when she wants to be fast, like when she's being mischievous. So when I see that bunny hop going through the house, I know, oh, I better go look and see what, see what happens. She's done. Yeah, Psycho Bunny just attacked somewhere. So anyway, that was getting off track but getting back to the point of um you know I wish you know I guess the message I want people to know with this is it is okay to say no and like you said to create some freedom um not only is it okay to say no no is a complete sentence yeah yeah 
No is a complete sentence. Like you don't have to say no because. Oh yes, you're right. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just no. It's scary. So I think one of the reasons people don't say no is kind of that FOMO or fear of missing out. Mm-hmm. Like if I say no to this today, I'll never get invited again. Or you know. Mm-hmm. We or do you feel fun. obligated, like, I should, you know, that I guilt. should do this. And should is guilt. a word that is very shaming, uh-huh. but we tell ourselves, I should be doing this because my purpose is to serve. Well, if it doesn't light you up, then even if it's a serving opportunity, it's not for you. Are you serving yourself also? Yeah. And it's okay to serve. And I mean yeah. that, like, and you need way. to nurture. And you, yeah, that's your kind of... Take care that, of yourself. I feel like... When you get lit up by something in a certain, you know, in a capacity of whatever you're doing that lights you up, that's an an alignment with your purpose. And it should light you up. It should make you feel good, whatever you're choosing to do on your daily basis. And I'm not saying that all day long feels great. You know, there are struggles, but it's in the struggles where we grow and change. Like if you don't honor those struggles, you know, Mm -hmm. but life shouldn't be a constant struggle. It shouldn't be a constant busy or, you know, so that's where if you set up those healthy boundaries and learn to feel what decisions bring to you, like, should I do that? Well, how does it make you feel? Like I think, um, and we both love him, but Gary Zukoff does a really great job in his books of describing this. And it's that when you're outer purpose is aligning with your inner purpose or your higher purpose or your personality as he phrases it Mm -hmm. is aligning with your higher purpose then everything feels like it's coming with ease and excitement or Uh joy yes joy of living or joy of being in the flow and i feel like that feeling that that you're describing Mm -hmm. is when you have opened the doors the, the floodgates to allow things in so the boundary became healthy because boundary yeah. sometimes is pushing out but it's also sometimes allowing to receive well if you're so busy you don't have time to find those things that make you sing or bring you joy how are you finding your real purpose in order to align with it in order to do everything else and and that's the thing like when you said and i think i have felt like this too especially being a stay-at-home mom all these years like i ought to be busy all the time you know, and if I'm doing something at two in the afternoon that just seems fun, I feel guilty about it. Yeah. And, but at the same time, if you're not allowing that fun, you're not getting to those things that bring you joy or flow. You know what I did yesterday afternoon for a while? And it's, this is something I had done in um, years past, but it had been a solid few years since I have, is that color? Oh, wow. I got, you know those books yeah, with the, the intricate, yes. like, mandalas and um, drawings? I've done it a couple times before, and this is our friend and mentor, Alyssa, who we both talked about, even has it as a component of some of her classes as part of your yeah. figuring out your flow and your fun and your journey. Um, when I opened this book, and I was just, like, I could tell it's almost, it's meditative, But at the same time, it's almost the opposite of a meditation. Because like in a meditation, you're completely trying to calm the mind and the body. Here, it's almost like I was giving myself busy work so that my mind could dance or could be creative and be creative a little bit. See, I think of that as meditation because it's focused thought. I mean, I was watching a true crime show at the same time. (laughs) 
but it's still like all of those things coming together. I was, and it's when I really got. She's chewing. I know she is, and it might be worth it. because there were a few things about that. One is the book and the markers I was using. I looked in and I bought them with my son. My youngest son is very artistic and likes doing things like that. And we had bought a bunch of supplies for doing this years ago, as I found out, 2015. Because I opened and I went, oh, look at this one I did. This is nice. And I had put my name and date on it. And it was 2015. It had been over six years. Wow. Since I'd done that or allowed myself that. And again, in 2015, when I quote unquote allowed it, it's because it's something I was doing with my son. So it was part of my mommy job or my mommy duties, not just sitting there and with Fifi on my lap. Yeah. An interesting topic. How do you parent with boundaries? Oh gosh, that's a tough one. If you think about it, like need an expert. Yeah, because you think about okay, I I can talk to having boundaries with staff. I can talk to um, you know that's something that or having boundaries with patients or clients that kind of stuff. But I, today, when I was mind uh, when I was you know brainstorming about stuff that Amy and I had planned on talking about, it came up to me. You know, how do you parent with boundaries, or how do you have how do you have spousal boundaries that that's you know those are two okay, very so interesting these are important topics so i'll address the spousal one first yeah so first of all i will just add to that story about my coloring yesterday yeah my husband was working from home yesterday and i was in my office doing the coloring and he was sending things to the printer it, he was in a different room working, but sending things to the printer and he came in at one point when which is in the office where she was exactly coloring. like what are you doing? Coloring? Why? Because it's fun. Like, just for fun. Like, there's no actual purpose. He was like, huh. That would have been me. I was what? like, really? It's okay. It's okay if I just color for fun. Like, I've paid all the bills today. Like, I've done all the stuff that was on my to-do list. It's 30 o'clock. I can color. It's fun. Um, but anyway, so that was, so I think that's, that was what made it strike me enough to think I should mention this at I some point that I had to defend myself. And that was, you know, like, it's not okay for you to guilt me oh, see, for doing something fun, which is a form of an energetic boundary or a boundary. I have to fess up. I would have been in the role of your husband, you know, been, and I'm, but we all have our different expressions. Yeah. Like there, I know there have been times, I remember I talked to you one day and it was like a Sunday and you had, I knew you had gone for a run that morning. I was like, what are you doing? You're like, oh, I'm on my Peloton. I'm like, well, didn't you already go for lunch? You were like, yeah, but it's a Sunday. I'm doing two workouts today or three workouts today. <laughs> That's where I judge it and go, huh, okay. So, you know what I'm saying? So, we all have yes. our things we do. Yes. That's your way of kind of occupying your body to free yeah. your mind. Yeah. If that yeah. makes sense. I remember because you go, well, I guess I'm just going to go to Nordstrom. <laughs> <laughs> We all have our different methodologies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, don't shame me for shopping or coloring. Um, But I love that because it's true. You shouldn't have to defend the fact that you were coloring. Right, exactly. Or or feel guilty that you're in a color. And in fact, that's one of my things for 2022 is that I feel like I've gotten a little bit off um, my depths of spiritual exploration, if that makes sense. I mean, I I'm still living that. a spiritual life. I'm not meditating <laughs> as much or as deeply or journaling as much or profoundly. And I'm trying to 
think back and remember some of those tools that I've used to help myself get into that place before. And that was one of the things that made me pull that out instead of just idly doing some internet surfing or figuring some other stuff out. I'm going to do something beautiful and creative. I also feel like by you doing something beautiful, creative, it lights you up. It puts you, your vibration in a place. And that is the big point. And that's, like I said, with our friend Alyssa, who uses that even as a tool in some of her classes and um, exercises, I think that is really the point. Fun and joy are a high vibration. High vibration. And when you got into that high vibration, it it allowed you to have a clear boundary. When John came in, I was like, what are you doing? Your boundary was clear to be like, yeah, "Yeah, I'm coloring. And there was no guilt. There it wasn't. Or no, and by the way, he wasn't really no. judging me. It was no. just, it was by the way, he is not of... someone who would ever find joy in sitting and coloring. He doesn't <laughs> no. know, like, no. not, not that person. So it was confusing to him. Yeah. He was like, yeah, I don't okay. picture him judging okay, you. I guess so. I yeah. think it would be more okay. of us judging ourselves. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, or feeling guilty for feeling guilty. saying that. Yeah. But all right. So to move on to what you said, I'll let you talk about parenting. I'll talk about Ooh. spouses. This is something that John and I really did have to work on and continue to work on in our marriage. And, you know, we're going to hit 29 years in a few weeks of marriage and dated for several years before that. We've been together really all of our adult lives. We have very, very, again, different personalities just in this discussion of I'd love to sit in color and he would hate to have it and be forcing him to do it, right? Um, Also, he is just very high energy, go, 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 I need to do this, and I need some time of quiet and calm. Just that took us, I mean, decades to figure out. Even for me, because for so many years, you know, again, talking about my stay-at-home mom role, the reason I, I mean, I took on that role very intentionally and deliberately because my husband was growing a business during that time. I also had sick parents for part of that time. Um, And he was working so many hours and traveling. We sort of said, we can't both be doing that and raise the family we want. Okay. But as part of that, it meant that I was alone with the kids a lot. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's no downtime with kids. And whoever doesn't realize that, and maybe after COVID, everyone does. You are on all the time. Your time's not your own. I didn't have good sleepers or nappers, so it was constant, like no quiet time for me when the boys were little. And John worked a lot of hours and traveled a lot. So sometimes that went overnight and for days on end. And I mean, I would just be frazzled. But then he'd be home. He'd usually work half a day, three quarters of a day on Saturday and really just have part of Saturday and Sunday off. That was his only time at home. So then he would feel like, okay, well, we need to be together. Like everything would be, all right, well, let's go take the boys to the movie and now let's go do this and now let's go do this. Now that's, and I would just get very strung out because it's like I'm going full time, 24 seven, all the time with my, you know, quote unquote job. And then the only time I could shut down a little bit now you want me to go and I don't want you to think I don't love you or I don't want to be with you, but I'm on themes here. And it took us a lot of years to figure out that we just needed different things in those to moments mm-hmm. to regenerate. And then especially once we got to a point, uh, I guess about 12 or 13 years ago, we moved to Austin 
and the business is still headquartered in Houston. And so he started working from home sometimes, even a day or two a week. And that became interesting too, because he was in my space all the time during that time. And so I didn't even get that, like, you know, drop the boys off at school. Even if I'm coming home to do chores around the house, it would be quiet and by myself. And I wasn't having to talk to anyone. If I wanted to eat lunch, I ate lunch. If I didn't, I didn't. And I mean, just things like that. Where with him, it's okay, I've got three hours to do this and then let's go grab a bite to eat lunch and then I've got to finish this project and then why don't we, you know, head here before we pick up the boys from school. And we really had to come to terms with me needing the boundaries of, no, I need I need some yeah. space cushion around me and it's not a knock on you, but no. I'm not going to be a nice person. And I think, you know, he had to see that when I had that calm, then I stayed more balanced, more sane. I tend to get snippy when I'm very frazzled. I can control all of that so much better mm-hmm. that finding, yes, it, and those were very much energetic boundaries in our relationship has led to, yeah, better times together. And, you know, it's okay, like, all right, so you need that extra stuff. You go play golf, and I will sit here and work crossword puzzle or color or right. whatever. Mm-hmm. Meditate. Um, so, yeah, we definitely have had to find that in our relationships. Do you want to talk about parenting? Parenting with boundaries, I, I, you know, kind of like the marriage. I'm still working on it, mm-hmm. right? It's a tough For sure. one. Um, I think it's easier with like my kids like most I think most parents can say this our kids all have very different personalities they are their own beings their own you know same parents same environment completely two different people right and so what boundaries you need to have with one is different than what you need to have with the other and I feel like as a parent sometimes the boundary thing can work both ways we can be too much of flushing our energy on them mm-hmm. which can be suffocating to them and them not even be able to understand what they're feeling but they they'll give us pushback you know and like not not happy with us and then there's also the idea or the other way that that energy flows with that boundary is them drowning us with their energy or this just brought up such a good point to me that I think you're also getting at, like especially those of us who are empathetic, taking on their stuff, taking on their stuff. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're they're energetically giving you their stuff because they need help. They need help, you know. And as a parent, we're like, oh, give it to me. Let me take it on. That yeah, that's when, a good point you're bringing up. You know, so it's very interesting that give and take of that boundary between your children and knowing what's healthy. And I think. The only thing that I really help or use is I try and acknowledge when, when I don't feel good, when I feel uncomfortable, okay, what's happening? Why is this one child making me feel uncomfortable or frustrating me or making me snippy or just, you know, I'll get snippy when I'm not comfortable on the inside. And sometimes it just comes out as like, oh, lashing back out quickly. So I have to recognize, okay, this is why I feel this way. Why do I feel this way? Well, did I allow their energy to just take too much of me, Mm -hmm. right? Instead of pushing back at them and not even push back, but like just put an energetic shield between us 
that um, is going to be different than any other energetic shield. I think that parent-child shield, and just being like, I'm here for you, but I'm not here to do it for you. Mm-hmm. You know, cool. you have to feel it, process it, go through it. So you, have, you know, hard. It's hard. This is been, I'd say one of the biggest things for me in parenting was though, and maybe this podcast will help someone see that, me recognizing that phenomenon, mm-hmm. that I'm trying to solve their problem for even in, even if it's they're depressed mm-hmm. or having some issues with anxiety or something like that. And so I try to process it for them and make it right. Yeah. And then you're you're keeping yourself in that lower frequency. You're keeping yourself mired down. And here's the big secret. They don't even really want you to. No. Even if they're not old enough, mature enough, whatever, to recognize it yet, they don't. And my kids have started to recognize it a little bit. And then I found that then maybe they weren't telling me some things because they didn't want to burden me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd rather them feel like they can tell me when they're feeling sad, for example, or having a hard time with something, and that I'm here to support them. Right. But I'm not going to get mired down in it, so they don't need to protect me from that information, yeah. if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. I also feel like sometimes um, they might feel I'm judging them, you know, and it, because they didn't tell me something. Mm-hmm. And my kids are younger, so there's they still, well, my oldest doesn't tell me too much I get that from the other moms oh you really did this you know <laughs> but my youngest tells me everything he just talks a lot which is such a different ex- parenting experience mm-hmm. but I did notice he broke up with this oh he girlfriend did. this week and so he was his first little girlfriend but he didn't tell me until um, how I found out was his older brother walked in the room and was like dude and you broke up with your girlfriend. <laughs> and I'm like, what? I loved her. Oh. I'm like, no, why did you break up? Yeah. You know, so anyway, but I was like, he, you know, he talked to me before they became boyfriend, girlfriend. He talked to me about liking her. I'm like, and you're not going to tell me that you're, I was like, and I think, and I said, you know, I really think that you didn't tell me you were going to break up because you would have. I would have given you my advice on how to do it. Yeah. And it wouldn't have been sender or text. Yeah. <laughs> because that's what you did. And I was like, what? You sent her a text? You can't do that via text. <laughs> and I know I'm old and, and right. we didn't even, uh, it was funny, we we're sitting at the dinner table. I was like, I never broke up with a boyfriend via text. And Stephen goes, um, text didn't exist when you were dating. Yeah. <laughs> So to me, it was like, oh, maybe he would have thought that I would have judged his decision or something for my talker to not tell me he was going to do something really big. But I think part of it, too, is he knew I liked her. Yeah. And then I might have been disappointed. But I'm like, I'm like you know what? It's your life. Mm-hmm. You got to do what you got to do. And yeah. I loved her, but it doesn't mean <laughs> I love her. But uh, so that was an interesting parenting experience with this and I know my children don't listen so I can talk all about him and his girlfriend <laughs> I got a little uncomfortable here yeah. I'm not going to chime in no no <laughs> no um, he's a safe zone yeah no my kids it's, it's really funny my kids occasionally you know they'll get on social media and literally like my birthday was last Friday and my son came home he'd been gone all day he got home at 9.30 at night and he goes mom today's your birthday I was like yeah he goes, yeah, I saw that. I'm like, you know, in five, you okay? Yeah, I was like, yeah, today was <laughs> So my kids really don't pay that much attention, you know. Mm-hmm. 
So, but um, that's funny. Yeah, parenting with boundaries is, I think, something that is more of a professional conversation. I would say I'd love to have someone. Yeah. I have a couple ideas. We might reach out to a couple of guests because I think it is a really, really good topic. It's a really good topic. And I think it's important. And, and, and I think all the things that you and I are talking about as struggles, I think every parent has that. I think if you don't, and I mean, in parenting, we hear about boundaries all the time, and it's more um, sensical. I know I just made that word up, but I can't think of another <laughs> one quickly. <laughs> to do, you know, common sense, a cool or a bull to um, think about boundaries with parenting. Because, you know, even when it's their little and, oh my goodness, don't get near the stove, that kind of boundary. And then, you know, they branch off from there. But I don't know if we think about boundaries a lot with ourselves and our time now and our intentions. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, if you start to realize that the same things you do with your children and your dogs, whether successfully or unsuccessfully, you, you need to do or can benefit from doing with yourself. Yes. And um, yes. other areas of your life. And I truly believe it has to start with yourself. Yeah, start with yourself, and it is okay to say no. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that might be a gift to give somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, is the no. And I go back, and I'll mention this. We did a podcast recently with Dr. Laura Latimer. And do you remember when Laura was telling us? And that's, you can go find that. It was just a couple weeks ago, and she's really good. Um, and she does some life coaching. She's a professor at UT, but also does life coaching. And when we were talking, she said she finds that a lot of her clients, when they have an empty weekend ahead of them, it causes a lot of anxiety. Oh, and yeah. then do you remember her saying that where you and I both said, Oh, oh. we have too full of a weekend in front of us. It causes a lot of anxiety. But I think the, like whatever's at the center of that, that feeling needing to feel loved and valued and um, useful, even and purposeful yeah. and all of those things is part of what leads us to over schedule because it's just like we don't want to have nothing. So we're scared to say no to anything. Mm-hmm. 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 I mean, that's where I've found myself before, totally. especially socially mm-hmm. where you think, oh, I don't want to be left out of every party. So if I get invited to one, I have to say yes, even if I have six things that day and just can't do it all. Or a flip side of that is like, oh my gosh, I have to do absolutely everything with my children. They'll be gone in a couple of years. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. So that's another piece of that. Anyway, I hope that you guys enjoyed this. I feel like we uh, talked all around and through boundaries and healthy boundaries with ourselves with our children with our spouses and please go share the podcast if you know anyone that would enjoy it and amy and i will continue to put the podcast out there and go on this journey of living an in vibe life so please share and go like and subscribe and leave us a comment we'd love to hear from you um any ideas for topics or guests we'd love to hear as well so shoot those our way too, we've actually gotten a couple good suggestions through listeners recently. And so we invite you to do the same. Awesome. Thanks. All right. Thank you.
Thank you for joining our conversation today. For more information or to learn more about InVibe Life, we hope you'll visit us at www.invibelife.com. You can find links and show notes for this episode on our podcast page. Please like, follow, and leave a review for our podcast. We hope that you will listen again soon.